over Broadway. It's yet another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Bits Over Broadway. (laughs) Connor, uh, I know we discussed this, but let's just chat a little bit more about the Tonys. Okay. This could be coming out in month. It's currently the end of October. This episode could be dropping in January of 2021, for all we know. Who knows when this will happen. But let's chat about the Tonys. Yeah, so I recently, I just mentioned to Meryl, which I think is, we should also get on record. I learned recently that while Aaron Tveit is the only actor in many ways, (laughs) he could also still not win the Tony. (laughs) Allegedly, according to this other uh, culture podcast that I was listening to, they were saying that he technically, if he doesn't get a certain amount of votes, Mitch, drop in. You don't have the votes from Hamilton, right there. Thank you so much. Then we'll be a true Broadway podcast. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. We'll finally have our credits. Um, yeah, so he Psycho. can just like not win the Tony. Even though he's literally the only person nominated. And Aaron, you are in our thoughts. So your thoughts and Remember thoughts you and did win an Anthony, sort of. So sort of. Console yourself with that should the Tony voters not come through for you. And as always, you can listen to the Anthony's whenever you want because that episode has already dropped. <laughs> That's right. Whenever you want. We're not like the Tony's only once a year. Once We're a year. Forever. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the good thing about doing digital content. That's right. This is gonna go on our graves, it's baby. A good thing yes <laughs> we tell ourselves uh-huh. it's very good and very smart of us to do <laughs> um so this week we for some reason <sighs> decided to do a new brain yes which was only ever off broadway yes it was only ever off broadway okay so you know a classic off broadway show um let's just dive right in connor hit us with some facts and figures Facts and figs. A New Brain is a musical with music and lyrics by William Finn with the book by William Finn and James Lapine. There was a workshop production in 1996 and 1997. It then transferred to Off-Broadway and ran from May 1998 to October of 1998. And then it disappeared forever until Mm. it came back to Encores at New York City Center in June of 2015. There are two cast recordings, one of the original cast off-Broadway and one of the Encores production. Um, it was never nominated for any awards. And that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> and uh, just a quick synopsis for anybody who doesn't know the show. Um, a New Brain is based on William Finn's own experience in the hospital dealing with an arteriovenous malformation, which is an, a, an abnormal connection between arteries and veins. The protagonist's worry. Um, it also, the show also deals with the protagonist's worry that he will die before completing his work and the healing power of art. Mm-hmm. Healing power of art, you say? Yeah, that's that's what that's what uh, mm. that's what the synopsis on Wikipedia says. <laughs> so I'm seeing here that the Encore's production included multiple rewrites. So maybe I should have listened to the original cast recording. Um, I did notice that, but it's mostly just like lyric. Some lyrics got changed. The song that most people I feel like know from the show is "Heart and Music." Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and the lyrics in the Encore's production is different for that. Than in the original because I tried to sing along with the Encores production and I was like, 
No. <laughs> None of these lyrics are correct. <laughs> Who sings heart and music? Um, it does have a pretty good cast. Um, the original cast included Malcolm Getz, Chip Zine, or Chip Zine, um, Kristen Chenna with Mary Testa. Okay. Um, and then the 2015 City Center cast included Jonathan Groff, um, Anna Gasteyer, Aaron Laser, Christian um, Borrell on the Christian Borrell was on the recording as um, Mr. Bungie, mm-hmm. but originally played in the encore's production by Dan Fogler, who mm-hmm. you know from Spelling Bee, which. Uh, these two Jing Dongs also worked on. That is correct. Um, James Lapine also worked on Into the Woods, Falsettos, and Passion. So he can do good things. Well, he's the <laughs> James Lapine is the um, the book writer. Oh, Not, he didn't write the music. William okay. Finn wrote the music. Yeah. Who did um, William Finn fals- did? Yeah, he did Falsettos and um, Spelling Bee and Spelling Bee. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, I gotta say. So, it's been a while since I've listened to our Spelling Bee app, but I do remember being overwhelmed by, like, the noisiness of Spelling Bee. And, again, like, the initial couple songs on A New Brain are so loud. Yeah. They're so noisy, they're so chaotic, and not in a way that implies to me, like, someone who knows what they're doing trying to... Imp- like to give the impression of chaos and right. a mind that is scrambled it just sounds bad <laughs> right no i totally understand what you mean to me it it is disorienting and made me actively not want to listen to the rest of it I, yeah i get it the prop my problem with this show is that it just keeps fucking going it is long, long. it's an hour and a half this there new are recording and a half that's a compound phrase <laughs> You should be an hour mat tops. There are 34 songs in this show. It's mm. it's so much. Like literally, I get you get to the point where the he he has the the show is only is only ninety minutes. Like I'm pretty relatively sure it has to be almost entirely entirely sung through. Yeah, sung through, which is why there's so many songs. Um, you get to the point where it's like after the surgery near the end of the show and mm-hmm. you're like, surely this has to be over. No, there's think, still like 12 again, songs bitch. left. <laughs> oh my God. It's so long. Think again. Um, but no, I completely agree. I do think that it is a very noisy show. The, and I said this off mic when I got here, but the original cast recording is a lot harder to listen to than the Encores production. The Encores production definitely, like, cuts some of that noisiness down a lot. Good. It's a lot. Um, So let's just get into it. Uh, We start with a homeless woman asking the audience for some change. I gotta say, this whole homeless woman subplot for me was tough. Um, Not great. I didn't love it. And maybe I just, like, misunderstood, but to me it felt very, I don't know, felt very like shitty it felt like he was kind of being shitty to this homeless person yeah um i gotta say i fucking hate gordon oh yeah he's the main he's the main character no i would like to say that his character description on wikipedia says a lovable but sarcastic composer and to that i would say no where's the lovable what what lovable Where's the love? This I have none for this mean. man. He, he is rude. <laughs> I don't 
care for him. No, not at all. Uh, so, okay. So let's get into it. So we start with a homeless woman asking for change and we meet our protagonist, Gordon Schwinn, who is a songwriter who for money works, uh, on he, children's television yeah, show. Yeah, he like composes for a children's but TV show. what he actually wants to do is write his own music, I assume. It's like, yeah. I'm paying the bills with Barney, but what I want to do is Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that's fine. Do what you need to do to pay those bills. We don't care, right? But don't act like you're better than this. Children need cool, fun songs yeah. too. Rafi's made a living off of it. Exactly. You're not better than Rafi. You're not better brother. than Rafi. Um. So he is irritated because he must write a song about spring for children's television host, Mister Bungie, who dresses as a frog. Frogs have so much spring. <sighs> he's like... God, this show is so fucking long. He's like... Oh, also this show does this thing that I don't care for. And I know Mitch and I share this opinion, which is I do not care for shows that are... Like, writing about writing is not interesting at all. We get it. Writers are the worst people alive. Correct. <laughs> this is 100% true. I don't want to hear about your process. Like, um, I don't care. Yeah, I think I was actually going to bring this up because the show, I feel like, is trying to do what title of show does very Way better. Well. Yeah. Yes. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, this is trying to get into what it means to make art yes. and what art does for you as a person and what being an artist is. But it does it in a way that is so much more annoying. <laughs> exactly. <gasps> um. So he takes a break from writing because mostly what writers do is not write and <laughs> rude to me and my family. <laughs> but is it wrong? Am no. I wrong, bro? No, I haven't written anything this fucking year because my brain doesn't work. So, I'm the one that needs a new brain. It's me. I need I'm, a new brain. I need a new I'm brain. Gordon. Um, <laughs> so he meets his best friend for uh, lunch at a restaurant. And I mean, like, whomst amongst us doesn't dream of going to a restaurant again. Uh, and then... And I think his best friend is, like, also his assistant. Or, like, not his assistant. His, like, manager or, like... Yeah, she's somehow involved. She's like best friend slash person who also gives him assignments from Mr. Bungie. Yeah. I don't understand the relationship. I think she's her his agent and also his best friend. Hmm. That's sad, by the way. <laughs> your best friend should not be your agent. Sad. Sad. Yeah, it, Rhoda is Gordon's agent and best friend. Again, I say to you, sad. Sad. Um, sad to this man. So they go to the so they go to the restaurant for lunch and uh he passes out into his food. Yes. <laughs> and Rhoda really overreacts and calls an ambulance. Um How is that overreacting? <laughs> because some people can't afford ambulances and certainly not writers. That's true. But he has a job. <laughs> That's fair. He that probably is has so insurance. he probably has like SAG insurance or um, whatever. However, I don't know. That works. If someone passed out in front of me, I would like try and revive them and be like are you okay? Do you want me to call a doctor or take you to the hospital? Would I would not like be me, like, would you, call 911. Right. <laughs> well, we have to understand that this was the 90s. That's true. Ambulances were free. So ambulances were free back then. <laughs> this was before um, the healthcare system plummeted into hell. <laughs> I know we're supposed That's to just true, like <laughs> get right into the like meat of the problem, but I just found it unrealistic that you'd be like, pass out once, and then you go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, terrible news <laughs> you're very ill 
Um, but anyway, that's how we get into the meat of this, which is that Gordon's taken to the hospital. We find out that Gordon's greatest fear, again, I say to you, sad, is dying with his greatest song still inside him, to which he ponders about what makes a song. And then we get Heart, Heart and, and music, music, which is like the one of the few good songs in the show. Those songs that I can actually stand. Am, maybe I'm just being judgmental because <clears throat> I'm not a composer right. or a songwriter. And I know I just li- I was just listening to a podcast um, about not Purple Rain, the other movie that Prince made. Doesn't matter. Literally no idea. It's bad is the point. Okay. But they talk about like what a prolific musician Prince was. Right. And how there were like tons of albums, like hours and hours and hours of songs that have never been released. There's this rumor, maybe true or not, I don't know, that he outfitted every room in his house so that he could record at literally any time. Like all he had to do was press a button and then like the room was essentially a recording studio Mm -hmm. and that he changed his name. Like when he went through the name change, it was to get out of a contract with Sony because they wouldn't let him release more albums they were he was like contractually obligated for an album a year and he was like i need to do three or four like i have so much music inside me and i love prince and don't find him annoying at all so i don't know what it is that i'm just like i'm so uninterested in your struggle with like the art you never made before you died yeah but i like okay so you didn't like i don't know to me it's just like that is not a fear that I connect with at all. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, dying is like, oh, my family. And <laughs> mostly it's like, finally I'll get to chill for a sec. <laughs> like, I'll at least get to a good night's <laughs> sleep, I guess. Fuck. Um, a very chill attitude towards death <laughs> for me. Um, I don't know. I just am like, I'm, I would be more worried about uh, losing my faculties yeah. and less like my greatest songs are still <laughs> dripped inside me. So like the fundamental premise of this show, I'm already like not connected with sure. at all. I get and that. It, then it just compounds and I'm like, I hate this man by the end of the show. <laughs> um, I sort of connect with it. Like, I totally understand that idea of like, oh, well, I can't. Like, it's sort of like what I've been dealing with this mm-hmm. entire year mm-hmm. and everyone is dealing with right now of mm-hmm. being like, I have so much shit that I want to do and I can't. Right. And I think I re- I respond to that. Yeah. Like, I want to do good or I want to, like, be known, right. I guess. Not in a fame way, but in a, like, have right my work like mean something to someone absolutely um and i also i I do get that a little bit i also think that we are in a different place now where um we are kind of outside of this mindset of your work should be the only thing that fulfills you in life correct and i've never been that person same so i like i really struggle with that being a theme in anything i've been reading a lot of books for my book club lately like Mm -hmm. that's a big thing in rom-coms just generally but also in kind of not chick lit but like more women focused demographic books where it's like the woman works so hard she works all the time she works so much she doesn't have a life because all she has is work and like in the rom-com, the, it's like you can give a little bit of that up for love, right. but that's always the theme, and I just don't connect with that at all. <laughs> like, there's so much more out there to fulfill you. Exactly. It's, like, if you like your job, that's great. Yeah. And I want that for you 
if that's what you want. But Absolutely. I don't connect with that as a personality trait. I don't either. And also, uh, I say this as a woman <laughs> who lived through the late aughts, the, the late early aughts, okay. uh, 2008, I went to a Fall Out Boy concert. I get emo. When people are like, this album saved my life, like, I do not connect with that at all. Okay. I don't understand it. Like, music for me, I love, mu- love music. Okay. It's great. Love yeah, to yeah. listen to it. Makes me feel a certain way sometimes, but I've never been, like, on the brink and been like, thank God I had this album or I would have <laughs> ended it. Like, right. it just, I just don't have that level of connection with it. Okay. Though I've been around people who do. <laughs> just I- like, I'm just kind of like, really? Like... <laughs> From that? under the cork tree, like saved your life. Listen, <laughs> it's seminal for me. Foundational, foundational text. <laughs> I but just want to go like life. I just want to go back me. a second. You went to a fucking Fall Out Boy concert, and no. you did not take me. Bitch, <laughs> I didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I was a freshman in high school. Oh God, I'm and so I saw jealous. Fall Out Boy and Hawthorne High, <gasps> and Meryl. who sings Dirty Little American Rejects? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah, it was stacked. <laughs> It was a great concert. And I'm then, yeah, I loved it. Oh my god, I'm so so fucking jealous. Well, I don't want to brag, but I am very old. <laughs> no, those are like all like Fall Out Boy, still and Hoth- weirdly current bands, still very current. I actually literally just wa- saw Hawthorne Heights perform live for the first time a couple of weeks ago because they really? did a, a live show. They're still making music together, huh? Yeah, for like, and it's been thirty fucking years. <sighs> yeah, it's been a long time. It's just been a minute. Maybe just. Put up the guitars. Maybe just play for yourself. Yeah, honestly. I don't um, know. But and, anyway. And like Fall Out Boy is still one of the biggest bands yeah, in the they, scene. Yeah, they are completely different from what oh, the, the music that they make is very different from <laughs> the concert I saw in high school. But, oh, absolutely. But they are still making music. So like, and I get it because I do, uh, unfortunately, date a person for whom music is like paramount and I was gonna ask a lot, if all of this is just side like shaming subtweet. subtweeting I of Mitch. actually don't know I've never heard Mitch say this album saved my life Mitch do you want to hop on no, record and agrees. say okay. that's not like his and he loves music and albums mean a lot to him but yeah they're not life-saving to him or me then that's and that's why we uh I guess date each other yeah I don't I don't think I could ever say that about one specific album maybe a Fall Out Boy or Panic of the Disco album, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. I don't know. So so for me, when it's like, my greatest songs are still inside me, I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, here's the thing. Nobody's not going to kill themselves because of a joke that I write. Right. Right. Maybe. <laughs> Mitch says, you never know, I guess. I believe in yourself. I um I do get it because I I also worry about dying with all my best tweets still inside my drafts. You got to get them out; they're like ghosts. <laughs> they truly you, are. You got to get those out of you. That's what the drafts are for. <laughs> <clears throat> to to put all your your ghost jokes. Yeah. In. Um. So I'm sorry if I've offended anyone. I would love for someone to email me, tweet at um why I'm wrong. But it just doesn't resonate with me um, at all. And it only continues. So then uh, Gordon's mom shows up, Mimi, and insists that uh, Mother's going to make things fine. Mm-hmm. She is played by Anna Gasteyer in the Encore's recording. And Anna Gasteyer is 
a star a legend star da, 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 da. legend icon love her she's great in this i think she plays really well against jonathan groff absolutely i don't remember if we so i know we talked about jonathan groff last weekend but i have such like a weird brain thing about jonathan groff okay where i'm convinced he's a douchebag right he plays because douchebags. Because he played a douchebag maybe one time in a thing I saw an episode of it. And I was right. like, well, that's who he is for looking. real. <laughs> yeah. When I was binge watching Looking. <laughs> no. I'm sure it was Glee that I saw. He, like, oh, oh, yeah. We did talk. We talked about yeah. it. I don't think we talked about it Mike. But like in like a passing episode, like while I was walking out of my sorority mm-hmm. house while everyone was watching it. Because I of didn't course. watch Glee. I saw you him being a dick. <laughs> Truly. I saw him being a dick and was like, well, he's a dick in real life, too, right. probably. And so I don't find him compelling in this because I'm like, well, Jonathan Groff's an asshole. Yeah. He definitely <laughs> plays assholes a lot. Okay. Like looking his character, like Patrick is kind of an asshole, um, but he's like a, the gay everyman. <laughs> so I, I guess that's fine. Um, <laughs> Not going to look into what that means about myself. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do any introspection on microphone no thank you um like jesse st james and glee he's massive douchebag mm-hmm. this he's a massive douchebag dickhead as he's the king dickhead as the hamilton. king in hamilton um i don't know maybe it's just because like he's he, not like nice in mind hunter the netflix television show he's yeah. not like a good person no definitely not i just um yeah, he plays a lot of assholes, but I don't. Yeah. I, I like. I'm seen, sure he's very I'm nice. I'm sure he's very nice. I've made eye contact with him. Oh my god, how was it? Oh my god, it was amazing. <laughs> I wanted to follow him for several blocks because okay. he's an amazing tuckus. But really? yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Good butt. That good John butt. Thing. He's got a good butt, and I wanted to follow him, but I was running late for a dance class, so if I had to go. If you have ever interacted, if you or any of your friends have ever interacted with John the Groff, please tweet at us. And <laughs> let us know your Groff. Uh, your Groff guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, mom shows up to the hospital. Gordon's in the hospital. They're talking to a neurosurgeon who explains that there's trouble in his brain and brain. that an MRI is necessary. Trouble in his brain. I would love to go to a doctor and have them say, mm, well, you got trouble. You got trouble in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> just like the music man. Yeah, just like the music man. <laughs> There's trouble, folks. I think that's how <laughs> trouble I think that's how we fix the healthcare system is just turn everything into a musical. All therapists are now the music man. <laughs> God. All all doctors. You still have to pay the same amount. <laughs> all doctors are the music man, but they change out what you've got trouble in yeah. depending on their specialty. Exactly. <laughs> it's tough to be an oncologist. <laughs> It's tough to strike the right chord of you have cancer in your bones and also I'm doing the music man. But that's why they're healthcare professionals. That's why they went into that field. (laughs) That's why they went to medical school. (laughs) Not me. Um, So Gordon's like, not an. I swear to God, there's more concern about the MRI than there is about the The actual actual surgery. surgery. Because he's like, I'm claustrophobic. Please don't put me in this machine. Well, I guess I get it. But they, I don't like being in tight spaces either, yeah. but I trust that they could get me out of the right. MRI. But I feel like we spend a lot more time like in the lead up to the MRI, mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, well, this... He agrees. Okay, go off! Go off, King! <laughs> um, I feel like we spend a lot more time in the lead up going up to the MRI, and then after that, it's 
him writing the song for Mr. Bungie. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then... And then... And it's a real dot, 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 dot. It's a real lipstick situation. I guess situation. the show is over, Shrug? Yeah, I don't know. So, Gordon has a... Uh, let's best describe it as a fraught relationship with his mother, in my opinion. Just a bit. Um, He yells at his mom for trying to make him feel better. Right. And, like, I get it. I'm sure if you got, like, serious news that impacts everyone differently. But do not yell at your mother. Your mother. She's just trying to be helpful. She is there to help you. <laughs> Mother's going to make things fine. She's just basically being, like, she's just pumping him up. And she's like, you're going to be fine. You got this. Like, it's all going to work out. The MR is going to come back clean. And it's going to be okay. And I understand that not everyone processes deep illnesses in the same way, but right. like, don't yell at your mom about it. Um, and then all of a sudden, he starts hallucinating Mr. Bungie and giving him rules. I think, I do think that that is a funny um, bit. Bit. Yeah. Having Mr. Bungie be like Mr. His, Bungie in his brain. In his brain. And yeah. also, like, essentially be his intrusive thoughts yes i think that's an excellent way of like uh articulating that kind mm-hmm. of idea yeah and he's very like his children's host persona yes. in the in the hallucination but he's being a massive dick to gordon yes yes which i love oh yeah um and honestly gordon deserves it and it works yeah because i'm so annoyed at gordon all the time all that the time. i want someone to be mean to him he's just terrible um oh, God. <laughs> Gordon daydreams about his boyfriend who's on his way to the hospital after a and this is in quotes sailing trip. Is that because, because of the, the song, song title? Sailing. Okay. Um, They've put all the other song titles in parentheses in quotes, and this one is just in quotes. Right. So I was like, was he not really sailing? They talk a lot about sailing for it not to be about sailing. Right. <laughs> they talk about boats a lot in this musical. There's so much sailing. And he, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna say. I don't don't care about boats. I'm not a rich woman, so I don't care about boats. Wow. Bold of you to say that, Meryl. On mic. (laughs) That I'm not rich. On record. (laughs) Um, I do have to say that, like, Sailing is one of the songs that I actually really enjoy. Really? Let's listen to a little bit of it. I'm going to play the encores version because I'm simply... I won't be listening to it. But the original version is Norm Lewis. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, let's do it. Yeah. like i want it's butter it's butter i want to be wrapped in it like 
so oh my God. norman lewis plays the boyfriend yes he does in the recording in the recording yeah okay um i, I would love to date norm lewis <laughs> let me just put that on record <laughs> norm lewis if you're listening if you're listening please do email us <laughs> gmail.com um we'll hook you up connor is ready ready <laughs> um so i remember now listening to sailing yes the thing the other thing about this that annoyed me which is that a lot of these songs feel like talking to music. Sure. Not like their songs. Okay. It, and I don't know how to describe that because sometimes there are people that can do it and it works. Mm-hmm. I think Sondheim's a pretty good example of yes. that. Um, and I know I'm a basic bitch who loves LALW. Of course. But I do like more of a song. This one feels like it's monologuing but set to music set for to some music. reason so the yeah. phrasing's all fucked up and i'm just trying to guess what you're saying like for this i don't think william finn succeeds in writing conversational songs agreed i am actively confused <laughs> during a lot of them and trying to figure out what he yeah. is where we're going and what we're doing it's a similar a similar issue in falsettos, though in falsettos I do think it works a little bit better. Okay. But a lot of the songs are very conversational mm-hmm. or just a character monologuing yeah. to music. And I don't need it to rhyme, I no. guess, because I there are songs that rhyme. It's that you're trying to match the monologuing to the music as opposed mm. to making the music fit the monologue. And sure. so you're getting left with weird drop-offs mid-sentence or emphasis on words that i don't think works Mm -hmm. things like that i loved that little bit that we just listened to of normally singing sailing but that song didn't resonate as much with me the first time i listened through it with jonathan groff yeah in fact i was like what's going on i don't care i don't care about you being on a boat i don't care right right right. or whoever sings aaron lazar in the yes on course performance um but like Norm Lewis, I'll oh go to the for you. All the day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> so maybe I should have listened to Norm Lewis do this. Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's the writer. I don't think it's the actor. Agreed. Um, that's just me personally. So now we meet the nurses. Pre-MRI. We've got the mean one, Nancy D. And the nice one, Richard. Uh, Nancy D requests a family history, which is another song. And then Gordon wonders why he only inherited the bad traits from his parents. Because I guess he doesn't know how genetics work. The law of genetics, according make, to Schwinn. Make one Punnett square, motherfucker. Like Literally, we learned this in <laughs> freshman year biology. It's not hard. Um <laughs> Come on, man. That monk did all that work with peas for for you. Not for you to write a song about what genetics are. God damn. The Punnett Squares. <laughs> Who would have thought that a Broadway podcast would talk about Punnett Squares? Yeah. And um, then we find out that his dad left him. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, then Roger finally gets back from his sailing trip and spends some time with Gordon. And Gordon's like, you got to get out of here, man. He is such a dick to Roger. The entire goddamn it's show. Rude. It's so rude. And Roger is like the the worst thing that I can tell that Roger did was he took him on a sailing trip that was boring. Yeah. Well <laughs> to be fair, I'd be mad if someone took me on a boat trip and it's like but Roger was just trying to share his interests and hobbies with you. Exactly. And he's just trying to be there for you while you're going through this hard time. And you're just being a dick to him. Yeah, I guess this is where I'm like, the artist ego, I just am not interested in hearing about it. Like, I need you to leave. I have to focus on my art. Right. Like, I don't fucking care. It's 
about this. Like, also, it's been said before. It's been done. Like, this yeah. is not revolutionary or groundbreaking or anything like that you're being very stereotypical you are literally just writing a musical based on every single fucking character that (laughs) stephen king has ever fucking written (laughs) and it's not even a stephen king musical thank you which is rude um so then richard the nice honestly i would like this musical if it had a killer clown in it (laughs) on a motorcycle even yes um richard the nice nurse enters to give gordon a sponge bath in preparation for the mri tomorrow and i do feel like was there a line that was like i don't want to be here either buddy yeah something like that which was like you can't talk to patients like that (sighs) all right um i did not like the song mri tomorrow I don't think. MRI day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I do like sitting becalmed in the Lee of Cutty Hunk. In the Lee, 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 in the Lee of Cutty Hunk. I was like, what are the words that these people are saying? What's happening? It's To me, it's just like very like, I don't know. It like kind of like hit the right spot in my brain. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, let me play MRI tomorrow. Sorry. Visiting hours are over, boy. Classic musical theater, though. Time to go to sleep. Gordo needs his rest. Time to go to sleep. You'll be brave as Zorro. Must be at his best. MRI is tomorrow. Time for your sponge bath. Must I? Honey. I don't want to be here either. I wish to one day be Richard. <laughs> we to are all Richard. On, on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, when he sings... Oh, anyway, we'll get to it. Um, yeah, so during the sponge bath, Richard complains that he is poor, unsuccessful, and fat. And I was like, wow, to be attacked in my own home. Uh, <laughs> hateful. Hateful. Uh, that one did make me laugh, actually. Yeah. That worked for me. Poor, unsuccessful, and fat made me really LOL. Uh, and then we get to MRI day. Oh, before that, during the sponge bath, I guess, uh, Gordon hallucinates Mr. Bungie again, who continues mm-hmm. to bully him. <laughs> and he calls Gordon poor, unsuccessful and fat, I think. Yeah. And uh, um, untalented. And untalented, which... Cutting. Yes. <laughs> Tough for a man who's already going through it. Going through it. And then TM. his brain is just like, hey, also, you suck. You suck. <laughs> It's like, just have that as, like, I already have that as my regular brain. I'm not impressed right. with your hallucination of your boss telling you you're bad. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life, Welcome bitch. to every fucking minute <laughs> of my goddamn day. Um, then a minister comes, which is funny. Is Gordon Jewish in this? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, why did you send in a, a minister? But um, he's like, I'm here to make you Protestant. And Gordon's like pass <laughs> i'll say no to that i'd rather not i'm very tired please i must sleep um <sighs> next day it's mri day to cope with his claustrophobia he thinks about a past sailing trip with roger which is the sitting becalmed in mentioned. the lee of cutty hunk <laughs> that those words did not make sense to me i love it all together i was like now and and now what are we saying now um becalmed is a great word though love it oh yeah and cutty hunk just like it's so fun to say you know that's in massachusetts right like that's like narragansett and shit like that god um let's see cutty hunk island oh i was right it's in gosnold massachusetts what the fuck are those words (laughs) oh it has a small heart outpost for the harvesting of sassafras (laughs) um wait what 
<laughs> it looks like it's between. Uh, it's near Vineyard Sound, so it's close to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, I Got believe. It. Um, maybe I don't know. And if you're from Massachusetts and we're wrong, don't tell us. We don't care. <laughs> we don't. We simply don't care about your state. <laughs> I, I don't care about uh, the sea or islands in them. I do care about the sea, but I don't care about Massachusetts sea specifically. Yeah, I mean, I care about it's like health and well-being, but yeah. not like what's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I've said many times before on this podcast, <laughs> that includes little plots of land. I do care about sea shanties, but not <laughs> about sailing. If that uh, makes any sense, shanties I fuck with. Like I fuck with a shanty. Shanties are so fucking good. Let, let me tell you why. Okay, let's hear it <laughs> and let's hear your riff on shanty. Welcome to Sea Shanty this Corner. This is now Sea Shanty Corner. <laughs> um, there's nothing because sea shanties are just yearning, yeah. sex, beer, and ocean. Get fish. me off this fucking boat. <laughs> and whom amongst and us? And whom amongst us? That's those are the four main elements of a sea shanty, and I fuck with all of them. Let he who is without get me the fuck off this boat. <laughs> cast the first stone exactly. you know what i mean in the words of jesus christ in the words of jesus christ uh, a very funny uh, phrase to me is that one time maddie texted a group of us that uh peter had fallen down a sea shanty wormhole <laughs> and so we made it the group chat name because that's an incredibly funny thing to i do love text that someone. i do love sea that. shanty wormhole sea shanty wormhole that is sitting becalmed in the lee, lee of cutting cutting out out. <clears throat> to me same same thing in my brain. Doctor, <laughs> should we listen to it? No, listen to no, it? we need to keep going. Uh, Doctor Berensteiner <laughs> tells Gordon that he has an arteriovenous malformation, which is when the brain, when the blood vessels in your brain get all fucked up. <laughs> You're born with it. <laughs> maybe they're born with it. Maybe it's an arterious <laughs> arteriovenous malformation. <laughs> It's an abnormal connection between the arteries and the veins bypassing the capillary system. Yes. It's a vascular anomaly. <laughs> anomaly. Good anomaly? God. Anomaly. Anomaly? And blama. <laughs> Woof. Um, it usually happens in your brain, but it can happen anywhere. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and this one was obviously in the brain. I'm assuming you just have to, like, cut it out. I don't know. Uh, if there's an episode of Grey's Anatomy about this, uh, direct me to it. I'd love that. I will not watch it. <laughs> Sim- I will. Simply don't have the time. Unless it was past like season 10, in which case, pass. <sighs> um, okay, so then he needs a craniotomy. Nancy D's like, here's the risks. If you uh, don't do the operation, you could die. If you do the operation, you could die. <laughs> cool. He's like, hmm, tough. Give me the good <laughs> drugs. We're ready to let's get zooted. That's what I would say too, honestly. Yeah. If either way, I'm probably like I've got a chance of dying. Just let me go out mm. drugged to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Like, put me do the anesthesia. Let me swift gent like s- drift gently into that sweet night. Mm. That sounds great. Instead of being alone in my house and passing out into a bowl of macaroni. You know? Yeah. That's just me, personally. <laughs> I understand. I, and I wholeheartedly support that. I know when the surgery is going to be scheduled, so I'll just right. clear just... all my browsers and empty my folders <laughs> prior to the surgery. Get rid, of, get rid of your folder on your computer that says scams. <laughs> I will delete my <laughs> scams folder and I will empty my trash. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear. 
Um, so then Gordon decides to go through with the operation and Roger's like, well, since you're getting your brain cracked like an egg tomorrow, (laughs) would you like me to sleep over and hold you? And, um, and Gordon says, no, get the fuck out of here. And just at that moment, Rhonda shows up and she's like, by the way, your boss is bad and he doesn't care about you and you have to write him a new song. This is why your agent shouldn't be your best, your friend, best friend. Because they do shit like this. Because their income is contingent upon your income. Right. It's inherently a power dynamic that doesn't work. In my opinion. Um. Also, and then, so after Rhoda says that. Um, yeah, Rhoda, not Rhonda, sorry. It's okay. Um, Gordon is like, well, I have to write this song because what if I die? Well, I have to write this song for children's television and I just got to say, because so you, you get to hear the song here. that he writes. It's bad. It's bad. That's the last song you want to fucking go out on. That, that was worth not that sleeping was worth with your not boyfriend. Sleeping with your boyfriend, who you whom you ostensibly love, and who loves you enough to stop sailing and come back to you. And you want to go out on this piece of shit number that you wrote for no like I can't. Oh my I god, can't. I, I can't. can't. This, I can't. This was the point where I almost turned the show off. Yeah. In fact, I did turn it off and was like, I'll pick it up later because I cannot deal with this man anymore. Yeah. I I would come unglued were I in that situation. No, I I simply must do more wor- work. You need to work. You are you literally could die tomorrow, and for the last what? thing you want to do is fucking for work what? for capitalism. No, no. fuck that. Fuck no. that. Why are you out of your gourd, uh, well, Gordon? He is because he doesn't have a brain that's, that's working. True, his brain is broken. His brain is fully broken. Um, I don't. I simply don't have time I for this really kind don't. of bullshit. Because then you hear like they. Uh, then the homeless woman comes back and then yeah and this is that she implores the audience for social change but i did not get that vibe no it's i don't know i just felt like it was it's not i didn't think it was handled well something about it made me feel weird i don't think that it works no like i think that it's a bad I guess I don't get what her purpose is. Exactly. She doesn't exist except as an intro to the show and then she comes back like And then she comes back at the end when she's selling his books. Like Yeah. Like if you're writing a show about the need for social change, I'm not primarily interested in your fucked up brain. No. I'm primarily interested in the show about social change. Right. So it feels really I guess out of place is what I feel. It is it's entirely out of place. Mm-hmm. And it, like it doesn't make sense because it's also like i hate to say this but it sounds it feels a little virtue signal signaling yeah like of him trying to be like look how progressive i am like i'm doing this and i'm doing and i'm making a commentary about the world yeah and And it's kind of like are you though like what is the commentary that you're making right yeah i just don't think it works i think that um, could then, easily be cut out of the show. Yeah. And probably should be. We can come back to it when we get to the song at the end. But the song at the end really threw me. I think that's the song that I was thinking of more than Change. Mm. The Homeless Lady's Revenge felt weird. Bananas to me. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there. So he works on this song all night uh, and hallucinates about Lisa, who asks for change. Gordon presents his new song, Yes, to Mr. Bungie. Who hates it? Correct. And rightfully should. So was it worth it, Gordon? 
Yeah. Was it worth it, was it, Gordon? Was it, was it worth it? That's what you're going to fucking go out on? Oh, God. Anyway, so then he leaves and Gordon's like so sad. Cut to Gordon's mom doing a classic mom thing. Um, she's very pissed at Gordon and she's just throwing all of his shit out. Yes. <laughs> She's in his apartment throwing away all of his books. It's great. Unhinged behavior. And also, a, tire. a thousand percent what Mitch will do if I ever end up in the hospital. <laughs> He'll take the first opportunity he gets to purge all of my books. Yeah, I believe that. Um, too colorful. They're about things he doesn't understand. <laughs> Simply can't have them in the house anymore. Get them out. Well, she's probably going to die. She won't need them. Um, and then I'll have to buy them back from I the think, street. I think even in the song in Throw It Out, she like has a lyric where she says like i never thought that all these books would make his brain explode but they did <laughs> or something like that and i fuck now, with that's that. a good joke I do now, that's very funny <laughs> because it prim- almost exclusively books have made my brain yeah brain explode um throw it out gordon waits anxiously as his surgery is delayed for some reason mm. um because that's how the medical system works and then the operation starts we get a little more insight into roger who is Upset about the surgery, he again runs into the homeless woman who consults. She's like a major part of this, but I feel like she's actually not. Because I came away from this musical not remembering her. Yeah. But she clearly has a role. I just don't understand. I don't think she's necessary. I, I, I think her she's purpose, Again, her extraneous. purpose like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, as you texted me, musical theater writers have never heard of an edit. So. What? <laughs> I have s- cut Lisa. That's my edit for you. Cut Lisa. Cut Lisa. I like. I don't understand. Somebody who went to school for like musical theater composing or writing or whatever the fuck. Do y'all know? Like, do y'all learn how to fucking edit yourselves? Just highlight a section on the Google Doc and hit backspace. They have that <laughs> in cell text too. In so final draft, I think. Like, honestly, I love most of you. Some of y'all need to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's my favorite thing oh, to do. God, it's. I just don't understand why so many musical <laughs> just learn to edit learn just to edit cut it out i guarantee you that you've overwritten yes by at least 30 percent. i guarantee it I guarantee it easily so we get into this whole thing where gordon is hallucinating a mini oh. at this point yeah he's in a coma he's in a coma and there's like seven songs. I don't even give a fuck about any of them because I, don't, I about, don't know. A show within a show? No. 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 This is what I'm talking about is that you, you didn't. This was completely unnecessary. Title show did it better. Exactly. Complete, uh, this is a completely unnecessary part of the show. I do not care about any of these songs. They don't tell me anything about the characters or about the plot. Just cut them. Cut them. You don't need them. You need like maybe one or two. And you could do the music still plays on instead of like he has with like throw it out. Like you could right. just condense throw it out to be a couple lines about cleaning his apartment and then make it the music still plays on. Right. It's just so unnecessary. He has there are six to seven <laughs> songs in this fucking mini opera. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about any of them. It's so weird. So he's in a coma, but that's kind of expected, but also it goes on for longer than they think mm-hmm. um, because there's a couple of like lines in there that's like he sh- I really thought he'd be awake by now like so it was expected that he wouldn't wake up for a while because I guess when they crack your skull it takes a while for your body to recover that would make sense who knew um, and then they're like I don't know if he'll wake up I don't know if he'll keep going whatever 
Anyway, he does eventually wake up tragically dreaming about his boss telling him, like, the the impression that I got was that he finally thought of the perfect song, and that's what woke him up out of the coma. And, like, (laughs) no. Nothing is more sad than waking up from a coma because you finally, like, uh, achieved the right formula for your spreadsheet. Like, that's so (laughs) stupid. It makes me so mad. So he wakes up. um, Dr. Berensteiner is like, I did it. (laughs) A classic doctor move. Yeah, we're very glad that you did your job. (laughs) I did it. Um, Cutting into the brain. Tricky. Gordon and Roger uh, fool around in the hospital shower, much to Richard's dismay, but he's like chill with it because right. he's on the, you know, he's in the know. Um, and then Gordon expresses his newfound appreciation for life and is like, yes, let us go sailing together. Right. Cut to epilogue six months later oh or God. however many months Again, later. Again, this show keeps fucking going why don't we just end with sailing reprise stop at sailing reprise you don't need the end i don't care about your life after oh my god um months later gordon has recovered and is enjoying a new more fulfilled life with roger they run into lisa who is selling gordon's books that mimi threw out gordon and roger ask for them back but she refuses which is like pay the homeless woman what she wants for your books exactly i'm sorry that your mom threw them out she is homeless yeah you are not you have a stable job writing music for a television show thank you pay for your fucking books back oh my god i'm mad about this (sighs) anyway she runs away and gordon's like so mad at her and then roger's like maybe you could just uh be chill he's like, you're right, I should be You're right, I should just calm down. And then they sing Time and Music, which is a reprise of Heart and Music. And also Sex. And also Sex. And then um, they finally get to him completing the spring song as the finale. Incredible line in the wiki here. Gordon has apparently overcome his fear of dying with his greatest songs inside him, which is (laughs) big me energy. (laughs) Apparently he's over it now. He's done. Uh, And then with his life at last in balance, he's able to write again and finishes the spring song. The only thing holding him back was his fucked up malformed brain blood. brain blood (laughs) maybe that's your problem too writers who are struggling yeah maybe you've got too much or too little blood in your brain honestly that could be the issue i don't know how brains work i'm not a doctor i'm just simply an (laughs) idiot with a podcast just a woman speaking into a microphone on a sunday (laughs) despite everyone outside's intentions to get me to stop i will not stop (laughs) i can't be tamed uh no holding back this has too many songs oh critical reception the first name i see ben, ben Brantley. Brantley. oh he hated this musical okay damn it again. i know again i find when i find myself on the same side of the table as ben brantley i question my abilities and my credentials to host this podcast <laughs> but here it is i didn't like it um i just didn't think it was interesting yeah that was pretty boring i agree 
this, however this was set up, I didn't think the stakes were that high. I no. don't find Gordon likable enough to care that he dies. Yes. Like, I care about what Roger will do when yeah. Gordon dies, because I'm worried about Roger's emotional state. Because... Because his boyfriend his sucks. His boyfriend sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. But this is apparently autobiographical. It is. Sort of. Yeah. It's really. based It's based on William Finn's... To some extent, Because William Finn had, like, he dealt he, with... He had an arteriovenous malformation. Yeah, exactly. And he spent time in the hospital because it like ruptured or something like that yeah it's like it's bad and i'm this yeah. is not to cast aspersions on those suffering with no, of arteriovenous not. malformations or to make light of that i don't think that the stakes were we spend way too much on like him being in a coma and doing this yes. mini musical opera when i think we could have set up like i'm more interested in why is your agent your best friend? Is it because you don't have a lot sure. of friends because you're so obsessed with you? Like, I want more reason to think that he's obsessed with his work and like creating great music. And like, Oh, sure. I guess that's my issue with the, my greatest songs are still inside me. Yeah. Why I'm not okay with it here, but I am like respectful of artists who have right. done prolific music. Cause I'm like, well, I understand because I've seen their work. Like, I understand how much they had inside them. And this guy is just like, to me, mm-hmm. seems like a dickhead who's doing a job he doesn't want to do. And is like, I can be better than that. Right. And I think the problem. We've all been there. We've all been 22. Right. We've all been so, 22. So, like, I just want more. I guess I wish that if this song was going to, if this album was going to be 34 songs long, mm-hmm. I got, you know, 10 songs about, like, what a dickhead he is yeah because he's so obsessed with doing yeah. the work yeah and i want to see him be obsessed with that before he's yeah. got a brain issue i yeah. guess i think it's it, it falls along the lines of um show don't tell because yes. they're constantly telling us that he mm-hmm. is like has potential has potential they're constantly telling us like well he's uh i i don't want to die with all my songs inside me but mm-hmm. they're not showing us like what that means and how that's in fact impacted right. his life yeah it just feels very like apart from like balance. the very beginning where he's like really struggling to write and he's like i hate doing this yeah but that that lasts for like five seconds yeah and then all of a sudden he's like well i hate doing this better go to lunch which incredible writer yeah dig but like I don't know. I want to know why your agent's your only friend. I want to know why your mom is the only person who's visiting you in the hospital. Why I want to know why, why you like what what are you holding against your boyfriend? Yeah. Like is he is it because he takes time away from what you want to do? Yeah. Because he like, takes you on boat trips when you think you could be writing, but right. we all know you wouldn't be writing. You'd just be staring at a piece of paper for hours and hours. Just go be on a boat. Right. Think there. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, this music felt, this musical felt very off balance. And I think that's yeah. why by the time we get to the end, we're like, how are there still more songs? I've yes. been dealing with this man for so long. He's so annoying. There's right. no redeeming, qual- to me, there's no redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. He's not a nice person to anyone in his life. No. But I don't even feel like it's balanced with, well, he's not a nice person, but he's also going through this huge right. life thing because the huge life thing is contrasted with, my life can't end because I'm a great artist and the world needs to know. Exactly. And I'm just like, well, that's fucking gross. Like, I, that's not interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I agree. Personally. That was just my, that's kind of my man and chair, I guess. Um, yeah. Connor, man and chair this for us. Yeah. I, again, I also really don't care for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a musical we didn't we like. We just did not like. Um, I definitely will continue listening to Heart and Music and Sailing. Mm-hmm. Um, Norm Lewis Norm Sailing. Norm Lewis Sailing. <laughs> I will. I will. Norm Lewis is sailing. No, exactly. I'm going. If I ever put it in my fucking like 
musical library. I'm going to mm-hmm. put it uh, as that. <laughs> yes, Norm exactly. Lewis is sailing. Norm Lewis is sailing for sure. Um, yeah, I'll like those are the only two songs I'd probably listen to again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just don't care for it. I think there there should have been some massive editing that massive. went massive. Like massive. You don't need a lot of these songs. Yeah. 34 songs even in a song a show that is entirely sung through Mm -hmm. that's a lot of fucking songs and many of them just don't matter they're so unimportant they're not giving us insight to any of the characters that feels particularly meaningful it's just not it's not for me i don't there's only 29 in the original off-broadway cast oh really Mm mm-hmm so there's 34 in the oh my god somehow um in the 2015 in the 2015 that's god. rough Ugh. i feel like i need to listen to the original cast recording the original is tough but it, yeah i i'm sorry because no offense man i do not need to listen to Kristen chenoweth <laughs> just like <laughs> screeching at me for an hour yeah yeah, the 95 recording is an hour and 18, mm-hmm. and the 2016 is an hour and 28 minutes. That's that's like a whole day. That's, <laughs> this is my afternoon is shot if I have to listen to this. Exactly. I have plans in a life. I have, my greatest songs are still inside me. <laughs> All this time that I spent listening to a new brain, I could have spent writing a better version of a new a brain. A better version of a new brain. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm sorry, William Finn. I'm sorry, James Lapine. You guys had like, and that the problem is, is that Lapine. like they have done good work before. Yeah, we can see. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know you you don't necessarily care for spelling. I day. do. I like spelling bee, right. but I felt a lot of similarities where I was like, oh, the things that I don't like about spelling bee, I can feel here. That Just makes the sense. chaos, the noisiness. I want to play that first song. I think it's the first song. Not frogs have so much. Sc- it must be nine one one emergency. Gordon, Gordon. Nine one one emergency. Take him down to NYU. Strokes a possibility. I should try to locate Roger. Like, I don't need that song. Yeah. Take the pulse and watch his eyes. Yeah, like what's going on in the background? It's too chaotic yeah. for me. Should try to locate his mother. Somebody try to locate Which I think is the point, but it doesn't work. It's a, yeah, it's supposed to be like oh, there's conveying. so much happening. Ah, yeah. ah, ah. But instead, I feel bombarded. I feel that um, personally. That's all. Um, I'm not even gonna fade that one out because I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I get you. I'm over it. Uh, so yeah, I think in some, I don't recommend listening to it. <laughs> at all yeah <laughs> unless you're like oh my god i love james lapine or lapine or whatever yeah like i need to know about his works then i guess you could but I yeah. it's not for i wouldn't recommend yeah, it i also would not it. recommend it so all right uh connor plugs no um <laughs> again this is uh, who knows when this is coming out truly three months so, so. <laughs> um no not at the moment um and especially not uh that i I can see anything coming down the pipeline 
in, or pipeline in three months. Any so. predictions you want to make? Like, uh, so glad we cured coronavirus. So glad we can all go out to eat again. <laughs> so glad the clock struck midnight on December 31st. So and glad that all of our problems were solved. <laughs> so glad that we made it out of 2020 <laughs> and we, um, society's our, ills were cured. So society's ills were cured. Uh-huh. Um, we obviously, the whole problem with this year is just that it was the year 2020 and yeah. not anything to do with society or the way it's run. <laughs> or uh-huh, um, the uh-huh. systems that we live under. Uh-huh. Looking forward to Peepaw's uh, inauguration yeah. and uh, how society will be fixed and we won't have to care anymore and we can all go to brunch again. Absolutely. Um, just kidding. I don't think any of that. Um, <laughs> that's not my vibe. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. You can find this podcast at Bits Over B-Way across all platforms. You can email us, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. We are everywhere you can find podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. We are also on Patreon. It is patreon.com slash bits over B-Way. You can listen to all of our episodes there for free. You don't have to pay us at all. Don't pay um, us. But if you want to, you can. That too. Um, that is all I have. Bye. Bye. I'm the one that needs a new brain. (laughs) It's me. I need a new brain. I need a new brain.